Welcome to Bitch Talk Booze Interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. Uh, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us at bff.fm every Monday from 530 to 6. We are rolling back to Sundance because guess what? It's Pride Month and we had a nice little round table with uh, some of the folks from GLAAD. If you don't know what that is, it's Gay Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. We also had uh, the director of Lavender, which is uh, Matthew Puccini. And we also had the director of Fran This Summer. Her name was Mary Evangelista. And we had a nice little roundtable with our friend John Wildman and my co-host, Angela Tabora, chatting about these films, chatting about LGBTQ plus issues. And uh, we just thought it was timely to release this. So enjoy. You're listening to the Festival Daily Buzz with Bitch Talk Podcast. My name is John Wildman. I'm here with my Bitch Talk co-hosts, Aaron Lim and Angela Tabora. We've got a great segment here. Uh, a couple cool films to talk about uh, and a couple representatives from GLAAD. The films are Lavender, Matthew Puccini, the director of that film, is here. Fran This Summer, Mary Evangelista, the director and writer of that film, is here. And then from GLAAD, we've got Anthony Ramos. He's the director of talent engagement. And Jeremy Blacklow, uh, the director of entertainment media. Everybody, thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Let's start off with the movies, because we're talking about movies here. Um, Lavender. Matthew, tell us about Lavender. Oh, boy. Um, Lavender <laughs> is a short film, and it's about a young gay man who grows increasingly entangled in the marriage of an older gay couple. Um, the gay couple's played by Michael Urey and Ken Barnett, and the younger actors played by, or younger characters played by Michael Sue Rosen. And it's this kind of tender, poignant little look at an unconventional relationship as it um, blossoms and then uh, ultimately um, unravels. Absolutely. And Mary, let's tell us about Fran the Summer. Sure. Um, it's about a young teenage couple and their first first love, this big love, and one of them wishing to transition. And it's a summer where they stay in and try to stay in as much as possible. And then they go to the beach where their love is on display and everything kind of comes to head. It's just like a very small, tender moment in, <laughs> in their relationship. I, I love both of these films. Mm-hmm. And, um, Thank you. Uh, and, 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 and also, uh, full disclosure, I'm also the publicist for Aglif, the All Genders, Lifestyles, and Identities Film Festival down in Austin. And, and, and these two films do what, uh, what I love about the programming at that film festival in that they open us up to um, relationships and, and worlds uh, in a way that is loving and that is um, uh, caring. Uh, and and non-exploitative, uh, and 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 I want to start with lavender, um, because there is a gentleness to this film. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that was a goal from the beginning was to you know try and put something on screen that, you know, the word we keep using is tender, yeah. and I, <laughs> I love that word um, because I think too often, especially in a lot of the queer films that I grew up watching. Um, it felt like they either had to skew towards camp or towards tragedy and wanting to kind of maybe carve out a space in between those two things for something that was just a little bit more gentle and a little bit more um, true to my own experiences and the experiences of the community of people around me. 
Um, so, you know, speaking of movies that have premiered in Austin, one of the big, you know, references for me always is Andrew Haig's Weekend, mm-hmm. just in terms of uh, the gentleness of that and, and wanting to kind of continue to update that narrative and, and show uh, relationships and characters on screen that um, are, are specifically queer, but also feel so accessible to, uh, you know, anyone in the audience who has ever experienced um, a complicated relationship. Well, talk about, you know, um, uh, directing these uh, three guys and, and talk about, you know, how, what, what, what measures you took to, to affect that nuance. Mm. Because, you know, be, because there is a little tension. Yeah. You know, um, but again, but, but, you, but you're, you're, you're not um, going to, uh, you know, any sense of melodrama drama whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so there is a wonderful nuance to it. So talk about how you achieve that. Well, I, I really have to credit the three actors, and they made my work very easy for me because um, unbeknownst to us when we cast all three of them, they all knew each other uh, from previous projects coming onto our set. Um, so even in our early rehearsals, there was already such an incredible rapport and dynamic between the three of them and just a lot of trust that I think allowed us to kind of skip some of the steps in the rehearsal process and really start to just you know unpack what we were trying to do. And, and, you know, they're all three just really smart, outspoken gay men who brought a lot of personal experience to the film. And I think we're able to uh, imbue all of their performances with the nuance that you're talking about. So, you know, all I did was, you know, give them a script and really kind of give them some references for what I wanted it to feel like. And that was, you know, a combination of some films and some photographs and some music. And then from there on set, it was really just letting the three of them play and, and you know, turning on the camera. And Fran this summer, uh, Mary. <clears throat> Again, you know, uh, you know, uh, there have been in the last couple of years some really nice films um, dealing with uh, the aspect of transitioning and 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 and, and the the process of that. Uh, and some I think have handled it really really well from my viewpoint, and and and, and some you know still trying to find their way. Mm-hmm. Talk about your approach on this film. Sure. Um, well, it was really imperative for me to find um, and to work with, to, for, ca- for casting friends to work with a trans or non-binary or, um, and, or transitioning uh, person. And it was something that was quite difficult to find a friend. And um, I found, I was very lucky how I met um, Zenobia, the star of, of the film. She performed at Metropolitan, which is a gay bar during Pride. And mm. she... Uh, came out with uh, Beyonce's Grown Woman, and I was floored, <laughs> and she was gorgeous. <laughs> and then I asked her if I could, um, if we could meet for coffee. And then I talked about my work, and I've always, uh, my work, I've always been exploring gender and sexuality. Um, and I just, we just really connected that way. And then um, just working through the script, showing her the script, and then, and then changing it a little bit once we got. Um, uh, Emily, who plays Angie, on board, so that it it would, it was always about these two characters, these two friends that are lovers, and um, what it would mean, what would it what what would it mean if you're both growing, but you have this deep love, and I think that's where it really came from. And I'm sorry, I'm like wondering where I miss if I miss if I answered. No, 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 I, th- I think I think you've answered it wonderfully. Sounds 
super excited about our new sponsor, Lola, a modern approach to feminine care. Shar, I have to let you know that when we started talking with our uh, media sponsor, this was one of my top products to partner with. I kind of remember that. Now, I, now that they're officially on board, I can't wait to what you and Ange are going to have to say about this in the coming weeks. Well, I did give Ange, our co-host, a bag of Lola, (laughs) if you will, at the BART station. It wasn't dirty at all. You did a handoff? I did. I did a handoff. I did give Ange a bag of Lola, but um, I have been eyeing Lola, sounds weird, for a while. Um, They are uh, founded by women for women. They are products that are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Lola also does good with your purchase. For every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. Um, It's a timely sponsorship because guess who's getting their period this week? It is me, Erin. Like, it couldn't literally have come at a better time. Oh, what? I mean, hey, I got to try the product out. What do you want? I guess that's the way to try it out. You yeah. You need to have something. Amp Flow's got to come. I got to use something. <laughs> so I'm going to use Lola for the first time, and I'm super stoked. So guess what, listeners? Uh, you can get 40% off all subscriptions. All you have to do is visit MyLola, that's M-Y-L-O-L-A dot com, and enter in BITCH, B-I-T-C-H, when you subscribe. One more time for 40% off of all subscriptions, visit MyLola, that's M-Y-L-O-L-A dot com, and enter the word BITCH, B-I-T-C-H, when you subscribe. That is fucking awesome. So please, subscribe to Lola, get your tampons and whatever else you need shipped to your house, your office, wherever you are located, and uh, you're free to go. But I do, I do want to get Anthony and Jeremy in uh, on this, and you know, I, I think that, that we have a wonderful network of LGBTQ film festivals in this country and, and, and Canada. Um, but can you, I would love for the two of you to talk about um, the real concrete ways that uh, GLAD supports uh, filmmakers um, and, you know, and encourages and, and, and promotes them and what you guys are doing. Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, Sundance has always been a, a home for LGBTQ filmmakers in a really special way that I think makes this film festival unique from from other film festivals. Um, Glad Glad was actually absent from Sundance for about seven years, and we came back last year, and this is our, our second year back here. Um, there, there are a lot of different ways we, we work with filmmakers, and, and this year... Um, we have a few different activations at Sundance. Um, one, uh, we announced the GLAAD Media Award nominations, which Anthony can talk about later. And, yep. um, we announced a, a big partnership at Outfest yesterday, Outfest's, Outfest's Queer Brunch yesterday um, <laughs> with The Blacklist. And um, we're actually doing a panel on, on Tuesday called Beyond the Transition Narrative, Transgender Storytelling in the 21st Century. Um, and um, as an organization, our, our work in Hollywood is it takes a lot of different forms. Sometimes it's um, consulting um, at the script level or at the casting level um, or at the conceptual level. Um, Sometimes it's amplification and promotion. Sometimes it's training of actors and directors and producers and um, 
um, media training, enabling people, whether they're LGBTQ or not, to tell their stories in the media effectively. But what the, the unifying factor is we always work through the media to help get messaging across. Um, you know, just elaborating on the media award nominations, we were here last year, um, like, like Jeremy said, and it was so, such an amazing experience to see some of the films that premiered here that we worked on last year receive, you know, nominations for outstanding films. So it's kind of like a full sucker moment. I'm sure that's going to happen again next year. But um, we had uh, for the announcement, which is our big 30th anniversary um, of the media awards. So we're getting super excited. It's March 28th in L.A., uh, May 4th in New York. And we had um, MJ Rodriguez from Pose and Nico Santos from Superstore mm -hmm. do this announcement. And I, you know, was so proud to have, you know, such a diverse, amazing, you know, group of people do it because they're fantastic and you know it's just a really exciting time for us to to get to meet people like you and you know we're happy to help and amplify and do all of that yeah and i just wanted to add how much i love these two shorts yeah. um, <laughs> thank you so if much. i can just be a, a fan person for a minute um like they are so beautiful and and, and everyone needs to check them out i mean it is very hard I think in 2019 to do a transition story well mm -hmm. and and even the title yeah. of, of the panel we're doing is beyond the transition mm -hmm. right know, narrative mm -hmm. that's Fran that's is the, one of the mm -hmm. most beautiful again go back to tender mm. this is how to do it right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I, absolutely I mean that that was the thing that you know that that, that you know I was thinking the entire time and again it's it's that um, you know bring it bringing that down to you know uh, a, a, an emotional level where you know the emotions are there, and and, and you and you know um, you don't need to, to to speak things out loud to, to see, and and it really does does capture the, the you know the, 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 this this moment in someone's life, and you know and and the thoughts racing through through both their heads. Well, uh, I, you know, really, I really think it was their performances, and I know for, I think for both of them it was their first time acting as well, so they were very vulnerable and, and all these things, and I think um, for me, even as a director, it was such a learning experience. Um, that whole, this whole process of even writing it and having to go back and realizing like, wow, I, there's so much to impact within like being uh, like, wow, I'm, Wow, maybe I'm more gender queer than I thought, or like, <laughs> um, because I feel like I've always been going between two worlds. I'm I'm Filipino, and me too. Me too. <laughs> so is our producer Shar. I love yeah. it. <laughs> so we have like a lot of um, trans folks in the Philippines, and they're mm -hmm. they're they're just it's just widely accepted. But then there's also this idea of like you wear your cloak, where you don't speak about your. There's no really coming out. Like coming out is a new thing. So I think the whole um, the whole um, with with Fran's younger sister Max and how they um, tease each other or goad at each other and are mean with each other. That's like similar to my my own experiences. Mm. Us with I my sibling and I are both gay and um, we it made it made it difficult, it made it hard to really come out and be who we were. And I I think that was a lot of that stuff went in there and. No, and it was very like, whoa, uh, um, I didn't realize that when I was writing it, but it, it did happen looking back now. You know, uh, I'd love for all four of you to, to, to talk about something that I think that I see um, at Aglyph when I'm there. And, and it's um, a community of filmmakers that are supporting each other and working on each other's projects and coming in at different levels to help push every, each, each other forward. Mm -hmm. and, and, and yes, that does happen with filmmakers 
everywhere. But um, for the LGBTQ community, uh, you know, I'm struck each year that I'm at Aglyph by the strength of 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 those relationships and 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 the the the, the pure desire that I see for someone to push another director up and, and, and get them out there. And I'd love for each one of you to talk. I, I'd love to start off by talking about one of Mary's producers, Elegance Bratton, um, because this is kind of a fun story that I think ties it all together. Um, a few years ago, before I, I even worked at GLAAD, Elegance had, had received a GLAAD grant um, early on in his career. And then last year at Sundance, we, we sort of reconnected with him. And Elegance is also behind the recently GLAAD Media Award nominated yes. Viceland series, My House, which everyone should check out if you haven't. And it, it's really cool to watch how, how Elegance, who's probably any day now gonna blow up and be the biggest thing in the entire world, um, so no, you should know his name, um, is now here this year promoting Mary's project yes. as a producer, not mm -hmm. as, as a director. And, and he ties into GLAAD, and his partner, Chester, is yes. also amazing. And They've uh, been my advisors, and I mean, it's been really great to have them, like really, I'm, I'm, I'm so sort of like innocent and new to this, and it's like, feels nice to have some like really good folks that have my back, and mm -hmm. that's a Chester and Elgin's for sure, yeah. yeah. It just goes to show all those communities and yeah. how they come together. Right. And Family, how I, I mean, at the end really of the day, is. you know, it's so important, and I think, you know, I'm glad like that's something that we really like like to remind people that we're here to help and amplify and you know celebrate and not just you know I think in the beginning Glad started as a different thing as kind of more like the watchdog like the don't do this you're doing this wrong but now it's all about amplifying and celebrating and coming together so mm -hmm. well fantastic again we've been talking to uh, Anthony Ramos and Jeremy Blackloaf from Glad and our two filmmakers Matthew Puccini from Lavender and Marianne Evangelista from Fran this summer thank you all for being here thank thanks you. so much That was our GLAD slash LGBTQ Shorts Roundtable with the director of Lavender, Matthew Puccini, and the director of Fran the Summer, Mary Evangelista. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we are all very prideful here at Bitch Talk. If you want to find out more about Bitch Talk, you can go to bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us at bff.fm every Monday from 5.30 to 6 a.m. We are powered by GoTo Productions, and we will see you later. Bitch, please.